Welcome to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others affecting your voting decisions. Here are your hosts for electionspeakers.com, Lori Schloff and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker and this is electionspeakers.com the place to hear unique critique of the speaking styles of candidates and others who are part of the decision-making you're doing during this presidential campaign. Today is Tuesday, October 7, 28 days before Election Day. And this is a special edition of electionspeakers.com. As you know, we are on every Monday usually. We post every Monday, but because of this debate and every debate, we have a special edition of electionspeakers.com. And tonight, we're coming to you just after the debate has completed. So you'll be hearing the views of our participants tonight right after the uh, campaign, uh, the, uh, the debate is finished. Now, let's find out who's with us tonight. From my left to right around the radio dial, joining mm-hmm. me is my co-host, as always, professional speech coach and author, Lori Slough. <laughs> Hello, Welcome. Dennis. Next to Lori is our debate expert, Dr. Debbie London is Hello. with us. Hello, Dennis. <laughs> author, professional speech coach as well. Uh-huh. Thank you. Now, we have two special guests with us tonight, and each one of them, uh, by their own admission, represents the Democratic and Republican views of the debate tonight. So joining us tonight is Eric Polly. Eric is a political science student at Merrimack College, a senior, I think, right, Eric? Yes. Welcome, and he's going to be talking about this from his own viewpoint and, of course, primarily those of the Republican side, I suspect. <laughs> Sitting right next to Eric, at least for the time being, <laughs> is our Democratic representative and, by the way, an old friend of ours. He was with us in the last debate, Fred Balfour. Fred is a retired education policy Expert and a nonprofit sector person. Correct, Fred? Is that right? Correct, Dennis. Good to be here again. And let's remind everyone that Fred and I are both the grandfathers of the show. We're proud of it. We like it. All right, so at this point, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Lori. She's going to lead us through with a couple of questions, and you'll be hearing us kick in. And remember, folks, if you have a comment that you'd like to provide us here, we do get comments from all over the world, so all you have to do is address your comments to comments at electionspeakers.com. Comments at electionspeakers.com. We hear from folks around the world. Why not you? Mm-hmm. Lori, lead on. All righty. So some questions on everybody's mind. Who won the debate? And we'll actually hear what the score was from the audience at Cafe Nicholas in Newton Center, which is, what do you call it, Dennis? Newton Center's political center of activity. All right. Cafe Nicholas in Newton Center, Massachusetts. And we had a nice group here tonight, as we always do. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick is a wonderful host. He sure is. This is a great location. We had a house full of people tonight. They all scored the debate. And a little bit later on, I'm going to tell you exactly Terrific. how they scored and who won. Terrific. One question we can ask is, Obviously, both candidates wanted to come across as presidential. Exactly what is presidential? And did Obama and McCain come across as presidential? Any interesting or uncomfortable moments? I mean, from my point of view, it seemed like a pretty steady kind of forum. There didn't seem to be too much excitement. Uh, And then we'll get Dennis uh, into communication behavior and the scorecard. What was each candidate's best communication trait and their worst communication trait? Uh, Fred, our self-proclaimed Democrat on electionspeakers.com this evening, post the second presidential debate, you had a comment to share. I did, uh, Laurie. The uh, thing that made me uncomfortable was McCain's sort of, 
uh, is that one comment. That one did it. And that's a very denigrating thing, I think. And he was, I noticed towards the end, he's kind of whispering, he's kind of taking you into his confidence and kind of trying to get real personal. And that was irritating. And when you asked the question about presidential-like, that's, a, I think, a very unpresidential-like kind of mm -hmm, thing. Sort mm -hmm. of a, we're in the bar together, and I'm going to give you the inside scoop hmm. feeling. So you don't get a presidential feel? Definitely not on that issue. Now, or other parts of the show we could okay. talk about as we break along here. Okay. Be glad to... Eric, as our resident Republican, I'm assuming you disagree. Am I correct? Well, honestly, uh, I think that John mm -hmm. McCain does come across as um, as presidential, but mm -hmm. tonight he disappointed me. In what way? Um, going in, mm -hmm. I had strong expectations. Uh, he needed a knockout blow tonight. He's down mm. eight points in the polls. He needed to attack Obama, and I think he failed. He did not. I thought he did um, worse than he did in the first debate, and it was a flat performance. There was no good sound bites out of this. Oh. And uh, overall, I was very disappointed in my okay. candidate tonight. I mean, you you agree with all the pundits who say that a goal McCain should have had for tonight was to put Obama down. Frankly, right. I'm very sensitive to put downs and sarcasm and slander. So I was kind of glad that was avoided. But you felt you absolutely needed to well, I deal the blow. Not, yeah, not really the blow, but yeah. there are some negatives with Obama. There's a lot of people, I think, a lot of the American public that doesn't know about Obama, and there's a lot about his policies. Rhetoric-wise, I thought he didn't hit upon the negatives of Obama, and in terms of his, um, his performance tonight, his posture, he did not look presidential. He mm. slouched. Um, and he did not instill confidence, I don't think, in the uh, American public. Okay, Eric, you're kind of giving me the feeling you're being swayed. No, I would. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being. No, I no. I, he's he's still my candidate, but it's 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 disappointing okay. that he came out on a night like this and um, didn't perform. Dennis, from a um, nonpartisan point of view, um, how would you describe each candidate's behavior, their style? Well, there were two distinctly different styles, and I was, for one, glad that we had the town hall style tonight. We were able to see them move around physically instead of being behind a lectern. And that allows you to give a different kind of judgment about a person's uh, attitude through their behavior, not just the body language, but the overall behavior. A couple of things I noticed. First of all, I noticed that as the debate went along, both of them did physically move around more. In the beginning, the first 10 or 15 minutes or so, as a question came up, each one would use the name of the person, walk over to that person, talk to that person, and move very little. As the debate went along, we got into a half hour, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, we began to see them move around the space a lot more. It was a sort of an, a circular space, and they would move from one side to the other looking at, it was a difficult challenge for the cameras because they had to keep figuring out which, which angle is this guy going to turn. That was a behavioral difference that showed to me both of them got more comfortable as the time went along. Now, as, as Fred said, as we get a little bit further into the discussion, I want to talk about individual behaviors uh, and things that I saw with individuals, yeah, but yeah. That, that, generally speaking, that mm -hmm. struck me as, as a good thing for both of them. Okay, so a question about movement. I just want to follow up, Dennis. One question from one speech coach to another. I didn't quite understand the goal in terms of movement. Were they each purposely moving while talking? What you know, was the goal I, right, I, in terms I, of camera? I think that they both learned a lesson, and I think we all learned a lesson, from the uh, Clinton-Dole debate many years ago when Clinton and, and Dole were debating. Uh, we saw Bill Clinton. We had the same thing, town hall. 
we saw Clinton moving around, talking to different people, literally moving to and from the listeners, physically to and from them, where Senator Dole at that time stood still. He was very stoic. He didn't move around. He, he thought that, I don't know whether he thought this was presidential or whatever, but it didn't reach people. Clinton learned how to use the media, that medium of the circle and so forth, to reach people. And I thought both of these guys had learned that lesson tonight, and the moving around is a much more comfortable, confident-looking thing than just standing still. Mm -hmm. yeah. Debbie, Dr. Debbie London, did anyone, in your opinion, win the debate? Oh, so you want me to jump ahead? Because I could I well, in your backtrack opinion. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. If I could just backtrack, backtrack very quickly. I think both of our guests made some excellent points at the beginning, just to... to reiterate on an uncomfortable moment that, that Fred brought up. I think even before that point was when actually I, there seemed to be a palpable almost a pause in the room when McCain said, not you, Tom, as to whom yeah. he would appoint as Treasury Secretary. Oh, yeah. If, you know, that would be one thing if he made a flippant remark like that <laughs> off, you know, in an informal setting. But I think even he was like, oh, my God, what did I just what did say? I say? And, and yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, that was inappropriate. Uncomfortable <laughs> so, for so us all. That, that did actually make me literally uncomfortable. But as far as who, who won, if I could just, you know, not to jump too far ahead, I, I have to agree with what Eric said. McCain failed on many accounts tonight that I really thought in the past he's done quite well on. And I don't know if it was the format and part of what Dennis said with posture and moving around. I think McCain did as best he could, but he because he's physically limited, I do think that was an obvious difference in response because I think that that Obama's posture was more erect. He's a much taller figure, and we've said this before, in, in past history, past elections, the taller of the candidates has always won. I just want to add what one of our coaches uh, had Nancy said, Goldberg, Nancy yeah. Goldberg said before she had to leave, and that was that that really bothered her the way that that Obama was sitting. And I think that's a very tall person. Not that I would know, personally, <laughs> but as a very tall person, he was sitting with his leg kind of bent and, and under the chair, and that to her seemed to be opposite of the, the impression I got, which I, th I thought was yeah. interesting on their posture. I mean, I think he is, this is totally a superficial comment, incredibly GQ. That guy has incredible <laughs> grace and class. I have to say that, Republican or Democrat, he is one classy guy. Fred, what are your thoughts about Obama's strengths and needs? I heard, uh, oh, Obama's? Yeah. Well, anybody. Either way. Chit-chat. Obama, um, I felt he had a fluidness about him. Mm -hmm. And I was watching faces because I tend to, I'm, I'm an idea guy, so I really have to force myself to watch gestures, to watch faces, to watch the things no. you guys really focus on, I think, to very powerful outcomes. Obama's face was more mobile. He was using his upper part of his face. I was watching McCain. He's sort of moving just around his mouth. And I watched McCain more. His gestures, the old Harry Truman, or my wife's teaching, pointing the finger. You know, so it's sort of the... Sort of punching and, like him. And uh, Obama would talk about people getting together, and he'd make a big circular motion he with both hands. He showed the concept. He oh. talked about uh, around the world, and he would move his hand around, out. Around, it was yeah. a fluidness. Yeah. And McCain, McCain's old, and he's had some very severe yeah. injuries. And I would think you would work with that to say, how do you make yourself yeah. more fluid? Mm. And so... It just seemed like to me the more I watched that, the more that stood out, and the more presidential that felt. Okay, Dennis, the thought about it, especially I do think we all want to be sensitive to physical disability, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. And, it, you know, McCain has this reputation throughout his life, 
of being, a, admittedly so, being a sort of a wise guy and sort of a troublemaker. And at one time I heard him say something about he used to start fights just for the fun of it. So he has this sort of bully guy reputation about him. Well, I noticed in the first uh, four or five questions, mm -hmm. talk about physical movement. Here's a guy who did something that's just very subtle, and he, whether he intended it or not, I don't know. Take a look at the debate again. See if I'm not right. In the debate questions, the first four or five questions, he not only moved towards the person asking the question, but he moved, as he talked about Obama, he moved towards Obama. Mm. Now, this is a very bullying kind of intimidation that a bully, and I'm not saying he's a bully, no. but this is the kind of physical intimidation a bully of any sort uses on another person. They move into your physical space. It is aggressive communication. It's an aggressive Absolutely. movement. And I thought he did, and if you let, take a look at it again, you'll see his hands sort of gesturing to this guy or this man. It was, I thought, a very strong, and to me, a very negative way of, of, of addressing his competitor. Comments, Eric? I agree that he was um, somewhat aggressive in the way he moved towards Obama, but going back to Obama's gracefulness tonight. Sure, let's talk I, about that. I was um, surprised at how graceful he was. I thought in debates earlier with um, in the Democratic debates against Hillary Clinton and um, Joe Biden, I thought he was very disappointing. Uh, and I thought McCain excelled in those debates. Uh, tonight, Barack Obama was... I, th I thought he was excellent. He's a real smooth, smooth person. Yes. If McCain's goal was to put Obama down a little bit, and Eric, our resident Republican, <clears throat> feels he didn't do that, a couple of thoughts I had about Obama's goals would be to come across as presidential and to seem more real. And I'm wondering somehow if this excessive gracefulness and poise, which has been brought up, I'm not the first one to bring it up, is that a concern for people? Or do people generally like that kind of thing in a president? You know, I, I candidate. <laughs> think that Obama spent exactly what you're talking about, Lori, a lot of his time, and this was part of what was making Tom Brokaw quite annoyed, was that Obama made a point to clarify a lot of McCain's comments, and he took a lot of time to clarify what he thought McCain said hmm. that wasn't accurate. On several points, I... To I refute took, him? Or well, it's a debate technique, though. It's a debate right, technique, to, isn't it? But to clarify, to come, say, and that's why he took a lot of time to say, "I need to respond to that." That's okay, very important. Yeah. He said that many, many times. But yeah, he yielded to Brokaw, unlike right. McCain. He did yield. Right. Not every time. Not though. every time. Okay. Yeah. Isn't it though, Debbie, as a speech expert, a coach, and debater, mm -hmm. and so forth? Answer this for me. Isn't it a good debate technique, to especially if there's time limits in debating? Isn't it a good technique for? one person to attack, to say, to lay out things that the other person not only has to respond to, otherwise they become true, but it takes up the other guy's time. Absolutely. That, that's a definite strategy. And, and we can talk about this also, the types of attacks also, because they didn't both attack. First of all, instead of talking about later, I'll just keep talking right now, and that is... McCain attacked Obama. He, he did this many times in, the first, in their first encounter, but tonight he, he, he would say, you're wrong, you're wrong, Senator Obama doesn't understand. Two things. One, Obama, one of the responses he said was, you're right, I don't understand. First of all, I mentioned this before, it's a great tactic to say, I'll grant you that, or I agree with you on this yes. point, and then go off on the point of departure. But part of the, what was going on tonight that finally just came to me was something that is such a classic mistake in any debate mm -hmm. is when you attack the person and not the issue. Mm -hmm. When you attack the person and not the issue, that is a 
one of the most common fallacies that we all commit. You know, you do it when when your kid gets mad, mm -hmm. mad at you, or your kid, or and your kid says, you know, oh, I hate you. I mean, your mm -hmm. kid doesn't really hate you, right? But are but you saying somebody did that tonight? Who did what that? What I'm saying is that McCain. Right. is attacking right. Obama, right. Or, which is, is called an ad hominem fallacy right. when you attack the person right. and not the issue. However, Obama in response, Obama did say directly, he said, McCain's judgment was wrong. He did not say, McCain, you are wrong. Oh. He was talking about his judgment. And that's a very fine distinction in that point. Fred. I want to support some of that, uh, one of the points there, that it seemed to me McCain was bringing in the attack points, and it was sort of the watered-down pale in attack points. And Obama would attack something that was said right then, but he wasn't dragging in these things that are... And I half expected Obama to say, well, in my first two years in the Senate, I didn't get involved in the Lincoln Savings and Loan thing, you know, Oops. which would have been that real, Oops. that real, like, you want to attack somebody, that would have been... A, so yeah. I felt Obama was really taking the high road a lot. Absolutely. Um, McCain did some of that, but he'd also bring in these other ideas. Yeah, I have a question for everybody. Who was a better listener? There were a lot of reaction shots. Yeah. Eric, our um, resident Republican. I think that McCain was the better, um, the better listener during the, um, during the debate. Uh, I think that, you know, unlike last debate, there wasn't much chance for a rebuttal in between the two sides. It was more of a structured debate where they listened to, they got the question from the audience, and then they responded. Um, so I think they both listened, but I think McCain was overall the better listener. You remember in the last debate, there was a, after the debate, there was accusation that McCain didn't even look at Obama one time the whole time. Remember, he looked right. stared ahead. Well, Obama and, stared at McCain yeah, a no. lot. And, um, Tonight that right. didn't happen, Right. right. Okay, what did happen tonight? Yeah, let's reaction see what did shots happen. that we saw. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, when you when Obama was talking, whether right. it was a reaction shot of McCain or not, you could see him in the background. Right. It seemed to me he was uncomfortable. Stop moving around. He was walking. Right. He couldn't sit. I don't know. Obama he couldn't sat, sit too long. Uh, yeah, he Ob sat. Obama was right. sit the whole time, just sort of pay attention. McCain was up walking around. I think that walking, walking around right. is a bullying tactic as well. I mm. think so. That's how many, uh, how many courtroom movies have we seen mm -hmm. with uh, the other? Yeah, the attorneys. He yep. was pacing the first 20 yes, minutes, too. He, he was pacing yep. back and yep. forth, which yep. was... I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, regardless of politics, you'd have to say Obama simply acts more gracious. Right. I mean, does anyone disagree with that? And he He's trained good. himself to act very gracious. I don't know if gracious is no? the right word. I don't know if gracious. What would you, what would you say? Uh, I mean, gracious to me... Manly. It's mannerly. Mannerly. Gracious to me has a little bit. It has a Go little ahead. bit more expressive. I, I expect somebody to be gracious, uh, to be more uh, more outgoing. Okay. You know? I don't think Obama was that. I thought he was respectful, and I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I, let's. I'm going to use the word uh, Brown. I thought he was more presidential tonight. Right. He looked more presidential to me in the way he listened. And the way he comported himself. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not talking about content now, folks. Right. Remember, right. Right. we're only talking about style here on electionspeakers.com, so we're not talking about content. I it's want to drift close to that content. Okay, <laughs> I know right, you want to, Fred, our resident Democrat. I, I want to drift in the same way that I mentioned last week. Obama would answer, and he would be ticking off items that were legitimate bullets and legitimate points. Without regard to content, I think for me that's a very powerful way to respond or speak. Mm -hmm. And McCain would slip right into his stump speech far more often than he would bring out points until we got to foreign policy. 
McCain mm. then was cracking off the yeah, bullets, which, yeah, true. and forgetting about what the content of the bullets are, to do that shows a command of the subject. I think it gives your, your audience something to chew on, and if he lists off six bullets and you pick out one, great. So I just felt like McCain uh, didn't use that as well mm -hmm. until he got to the point where he was an expert. Obama continued to use yeah. that better, and, yeah. and Biden did last week as well. Yeah, I mean, something, of course, we speech coaches always tell clients, surprise, surprise, is practice. I really think both of these fellows improved. They were, they both become more fluent, more smooth. They're both quicker on the draw than they used to be. They both have more interesting content. They practi probably practice their tails off. They both sound slightly more conversational, though that's an issue for both of them. And it seems like maybe the American public, tell me if I'm wrong, can breathe a sigh of relief. Maybe both of them are sort of trustworthy enough. I'm not sure. Well, it was nice that we didn't really go negative. We didn't yeah. do a lot of Bill Ayers, a lot of Acorn, mm -hmm. a lot of Keating stuff tonight. Yeah, I was it shocked, been, actually. I, thought it I been was really high. set up I, for that. As a Republican, I was, at, I was disappointed. That we didn't I hear understand. that. I think that that yeah, was something that had to come out. Right, it did. Um, the Bill Ayers, I think, is a. I know we're getting on rhetoric it's okay, here. Context, but like, right. it's expected a, it. It is a valid point. Um, he, he does have a connection with a domestic terrorist, and I think that has to come it out. It's shocking and it that McCain didn't out. bring it up and McCain, after the build up. He needed that knockout blow, and he mm -hmm. just he didn't do it tonight. And it's very, very disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was mm -hmm. a, an arrow in Obama's quiver. Uh -huh. because the Alaskan Independence Party quotes are starting to come out now, and there's a Bill Ayers-like guy that was head of that and, and making statements close to Reverend Jeremiah Wright about uh, how terrible America is. So I suspect that uh, Obama was waiting for the Bill Ayers right. and would have had, and by the way, Palin, uh, threw, out, Palin threw out as governor a great-going Alaska Independent Party or something. So... You know, there's some garbage floating around back wow. there that I suspect you wouldn't want to get into. Right. I'm just as pleased as yeah, yeah, I'm in a way pleased because it felt more comfortable and secure to me at a time of insecurity. May I change the subject um, and have our expert on debates, Dr. Deborah, Dr. Deborah London, we have too much wine there, Dr. Deborah <laughs> London weigh in. They can't see you. Yeah, you I, know, I know, I know, I um, know. Debbie. <laughs> removed from Dr. Deborah London. Um, how did you like the town hall format? You know, I do like this format because it lets us pr see almost a different mm -hmm. angle of, mm -hmm. of them. But, you know, I, I and I noted this on the question from, I think her name was Katie Ann, who asked about Pakistan. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that the audience members came up with those questions on their own. <laughs> They're really good, huh? Obviously, the questions go through a screener. That being said, yeah. I believe that they might have, maybe they were doctored or planted. Who knows? I don't know the yeah. specifics of that. Right. So the format, I think, was taken almost out of context for what that format should yeah, be. Right. What, would, what would you, as a debate expert, like to see? Because this seemed kind of, shall I say, dull. It seemed much well, more dull than I had expected you know, in terms be, of before, format. Before what I would like sure. to see, and also Tom, Tom Brokaw mm -hmm. is the moderator who, I mean, he is a seasoned journalist. Yeah. There's no question about it. He's good at what he does. But he could not rein them in. He <laughs> tried many times. He just, I think he almost lost control of, of this. And at the very end, when they were standing in front of the teleprompter, and he had to say, okay, you're standing in front of the script. <laughs> uh, you know, he was just, I think. I didn't notice that. It's funny. Done with, with the whole thing. You know, we have lights here, folks. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, uh, <laughs> this will be great Saturday Night Live, Father. Oh, you know, one of, the, one of the things that we find after every debate 
is, and thankfully yeah. so, we have fact checkers. People who right. go yeah. along and say, now let's find out, was this true or wasn't it that we heard? Right. I thought that's a great thing that's mm -hmm. happened and that's new thing in society. Thank right. goodness technology allows us to do that. So in that vein, I thought tonight I'd do my own sort of fact-checking as we okay. went along. Ah, right. So halfway through the debate, I literally started at halfway, which was mm -hmm. about 9.50 Eastern okay. time. About half, the second half of the debate, I decided to count okay. not only the questions, <laughs> not only the questions, but whether or not they actually answered the question. Yeah. Because right. so often we hear right. a question and the answer is like, what? <laughs> did I hear that? Did, did, what? What? You know, we can't figure out. Okay, so there were 11 questions, if my count is accurate. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm fairly accurate with this. 11 questions asked in the second half of the debate. And I counted whether or not Obama or McCain answered the question. Yes, they may have answered it and then went on. Redirected. They just went yeah, on. So what I was measuring, did they answer the question? I don't care if they went on, but did they answer the question? Yeah. 11 questions. Five times... McCain did answer the question out of 11. Seven times Obama answered the question out of 11. So there was a more direct right. responsiveness on uh, Obama's part than there was on McCain's part yeah. in the second half of the debate. Yeah, yeah, when they redirect, the audience reaction indicated that the audience didn't seem to mind the redirection mm -hmm. too much. By Erica audience, thought, you mean the, the line along the bottom? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Well, I, McCain often... Was, when asked a question, wouldn't talk about his policy or what he's going to do, which I found disappointing. He would talk about yeah. something he did, yeah. something he did in the past, more of like a talking to your grandfather when I did this. When careful, When I did, when I did. Oh, no. Yeah, on the other Grandpa. hand, Eric is picking up on something that I don't right. know if you've heard on a past audio cast that that's often been something that... I, that I think is done too much. We, right. Several of us have mentioned yeah. that. It's called, we, Eric, we've actually given it a name. We call it, <laughs> yeah. we call it politipandering. Politipandering. It's a combination of political and pandering, so we right. call it politipanning. Okay? On that particular question, which was the doctrine question, tell us what's your doctrine of, blah, blah, blah. Right. On that mm -hmm. one, Obama did, in fact, answer it specifically. McCain did not. I recorded that particular one. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing I found very sweet as a speech coach is I thought the people in the audience answering the questions were so real. They really right. rang true for me, being nervous, oh my gosh, reading from their nervous. notes. I found that really yeah, genuine. Right. That is true. I really, an and they looked genuine too, physically. To go back to an earlier question, Lori, that is something that resonates with people in this style debate. It really does make the connection much more real between the, the candidates and the American people. What I would like to see in a, in a debate is yes. something that what I don't even know. I don't know if it's possible. But to answer your question, I just don't know if it's possible because both teams are so emphatic about what they want to make their candidates look good that I think a, a true debate situation where there's a genuine clash and really tests how they would do in a presidential situation. I just don't think that the mm -hmm. people who support them would support that style because I. I think there are too many unknowns. As one of the questions yeah. illustrated, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even answer Wasn't that. Wasn't that an interesting question? Yeah, that was. That and by was the way, deep. Eric, they to make you feel good, the that's the one. No, they didn't. That's the one 
Right. That's the one that McCain mm. gave a much more direct answer than to Obama. Obama. Yeah, he got lost in that. Was, was it the McCain. situation where they both had their wrap-up statements and that was yeah, the I, I, They really got there. You know, I didn't right. realize that was a wrap-up question. They got I there. But, they, well, but that's what it was. It they was weren't watching the clock, so, as we're doing now. No, I watched the clock. So yeah. do, I didn't know do you have the wording statement. on that, Dennis? So, so the wording was, what don't you know and how, how will you, you learn, learn it? it? Yes. So Obama said, it's the challenges that you don't expect, yeah. that you can't know about, so I can't speak to that. What I do know, here's what I do know. Yeah, so he yeah, just yeah. He got right to the redirection right. much more quickly yeah. to his closing statement. That was McCain, pandering. I well, thought that was pandering. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that and song before also, you know, we, we, we get all over Sarah Palin for dropping the end, endings of her right. words yeah. and, right. and the Who regionalisms. Obama did it tonight. <laughs> of course. Of course. He and That's he right. said it in the, his closing statement. My grandmother's scrimping, my mother well, getting. And it yeah. almost sounded artificial because you right. know that he's... Went to Harvard. That's not right. how well, it Well, I've gone it. I so, bet you he's like that. But I'll I get think, back to you on that. On the other hand, let's flip that. He has overcome that and works hard to articulate and right, enunciate he his words correctly right, yeah. because he is an educated person. Sure. Right. So. From I've, I've said this before on our shows. From a vocal point of view, Obama has an incredible, incredibly listenable voice. Right. You talk? can listen to him for hours. Well, I think Nancy would have Nancy would disagree if she was still here. She asked me to get this in. For her, what that it really bothers her the way Obama says and, and she oh. thinks that he has a complete lack of fluid. <laughs> okay. Well, she oh, improved sorry. a lot. Okay, she's not now, here, though. Thanks, we're Nancy. About, we're going to talk about those little fillers like and and and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm okay, fine. I'm just saying what Nancy Mr. said. Mr. McCain has part. one that we've been talking about for, since the beginning of the campaign. We know what it and is. I, I'm telling you, How it many is times, so Dennis? disingenuous. <laughs> 21 <laughs> times tonight, my friend. Jeez. My friend. Oh, my gosh. 21 times. I'm oh so sick and tired of hearing that. <laughs> I, I, look, Biden the other night, he didn't. He said, ladies and gentlemen, only twice. Well, we didn't so hear he's the, doing we, better. We didn't hear the miscongeniality joke tonight. No, we didn't. Is, Thank you very much. Thank you. He but didn't we, win it. He, <laughs> right? he didn't right, win it, Eric. Right. Yeah, I want to say something about voice. Fred mentioned something about voice earlier, and I want to pick up on what Fred said, and give it a little bit more of a technical turn here. Please. Fred talked about the, his, his uh, sounding grandfatherly and so forth. Mm-hmm. What he does, what McCain does, is he creates, he lowers his register, his pitch, and he creates a more raspy kind of a sound. Yeah. Whispery. Okay, it's a whispery sound, and he often accompanies that with the word, my friends, you know. There's an intensity. And it's intended to show, I believe, it's intended by him to show a sense of caring, of closeness, of I'm one of you. Yeah, we're together on this. Now, Fred is now hugging Eric. <laughs> oh, yes, you can't see this. There's a lot of visuals going on, everybody. You know something, Dennis? I totally agree with you, and I'm going to give McCain points for working on his vocal image. I don't think I it's believe a good thing. He wor- I don't I, think I it's don't a like good it. thing. You don't right? think it's no, good no. that he can vary his voice? No, well, not, not well, that okay. way, because you, to me it becomes another disingenuous effort well, what do you to want create from the guy? feeling. Mr. Speech <laughs> Coach, for goodness sakes, give him a break. Anyway, are it's we ready for the scores? Yes, I'm ready for the yeah. scores. We have actually scored all of this. All right. And, well, not those of us around the radio dial here, but everyone who's at Cafe Nicholas, the political center of Newton Center, Massachusetts, <laughs> all of those who are here tonight did the scoring, uh-huh. and we totaled it all up, and we came out with a total for the winner and loser tonight, mm-hmm. as we do every every debate. Tonight, the score for, for Mr. McCain came out to be 1,138. Okay. The score for Mr. Obama, 
1,657. Okay, it's quite so a it's win. it's a significant difference mm -hmm. 16, for, from what? the folks who were here tonight. 1,657. So we'll keep wow. track of that and report okay. on that That's on every biggest, one of the debates. Right? Disparity, That's the biggest right? disparity yeah. we've had in any of the debates so far. Okay. And listen, this, this uh, I hate to do this, folks, but we got to wrap this up sure. tonight. We're at the end of our program for this evening, this special edition of electionspeakers.com. We will be back with you, all of you, out there in the greater kingdom of the world. We'll be back with you on Monday for our regular half-hour posting. Then again, next Thursday, the 15th, mm -hmm. not next Thursday, but the, the 15th of October when the next debate happens, okay. and it comes from Hofstra University. It will be hosted by CBS uh, correspondent Bob Schieffer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, of course, will be here at the political center of mm -hmm. Newton, Massachusetts, <laughs> Cafe Nicholas mm -hmm. here in Thanks Newton. to Nick. And great thanks to Nick. He's a nice a great guy. Job. We'll be right here with you, and at the end of that debate, we'll score it, give you the scores again, have some more experts and more chatter. And remember, in the meantime, if you want to chatter with us, all you have to do is send us a drop, drop us a line at comments at electionspeakers.com. We get it from everybody. Why not from you? Comments at electionspeakers.com. So that's it for tonight's program. And until next week, this is Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now.